0: morning and welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime Podcast. Thanks for joining me, guys. Today we are on chapter seven of Like a Spark by Lindsay Stanley. That's seven days into this book. I'm super excited. Um, That means we've been reading it for a whole week. Can you believe it? There are 22 chapters in this book and each chapter is very short, Um, They don't take very long to read, which makes these podcasts rather short, which is kind of sweet as well. Short and sweet, you know? Uh, You can find Like a Spark by Lindsay Stanley on Amazon. You can find it in paperback, which is what I have, and it is $20 for a paperback book, and you can hear the pages. I love paperbacks because I like to feel the paper in my hands and I like to turn the pages and it lets the sound and feel of the paper, but that's just me. I also really like to take good close looks at the illustrations, and each chapter in in this whole entire book has one illustration for each chapter, and they're really quite beautiful. I believe they look like they're a mix between acrylic and watercolor, but I'm not really sure. I wish that it stated, it probably does somewhere, I just haven't found that information yet. I could probably ask Lindsay and she would tell me. I hope that you guys are enjoying this book by this wonderful author. She is an Ontario, Canada resident and she lives with her husband and two children. And when she's not writing books, uh, she is enjoying new things and learning things about ancient history and painting and playing with her children. She is a developmental editor and book promotion expert, and she has a blog called The Jazz Writer, where she provides helpful tips on how to improve writing skills geared towards writers who are just finding their way. So if you are a new writer or if you are a writer in general and just kind of are looking for some tips, The Jazz Writer is her blog, and you can look it up on the interwebs, <laughs> as my husband likes to call it. And again, her name is Lindsay Stanley, L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. And you can also look up Stone Creek Publishing, and that is her publishing company that she publishes her own books through. All right, enough jibber jabber um, and information. I'm going to get right down to the brass knuckles here, where the What is the the terminology? I don't even know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm just going to get down to reading chapter seven. Chapter seven, Horses Fall. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Petra couldn't sleep. The wolves were particularly talkative tonight, and their howls always sent shivers up her spine. Her parents told her that she was safe and that the wolves were too far away to hurt her, but she wasn't so sure about that. The next morning, the herd was on the move again. Petra stood in her spot and waited for Duncan's signal to start running. The old and frail usually took the longest to get into position. She looked at Eddie, Bonnie, and Freddy and thought, how are they ever going to survive this day? They look so tired and feeble. Oh, hey, Petra, called out Bonnie with a catty sort of tone. How are those feathers today? Freshly groomed and ready to be dragged in the dirt again, I see. The other horses at the back cackled hysterically, stomping their feet in the dry ground. Very funny, Petra tried to smile sarcastically, but those words coming from Bonnie, who could barely run herself, were very hurtful. We'll try not to trample over you today, Petra, yelled Freddy from the very back. Petra faced forward and tried to ignore them. She did her daily hoof stretches and pulled her wings together so that she was ready to start the day. Mercifully, she could see Duncan walking to the head of the column, which was always the sign that the herd was ready to go. "'Move out!' yelled Duncan from the top of the column. Petra picked up her hooves and started to run. The morning air was crisp, and it stroked her flowing mane. She looked up and saw most of the herd running again ahead of her in a straight line, two by two. The landscape never seemed to change. It was always never-ending fields of lush green grass with tiny yellow flowers dotted across the flat scene. She always wondered where they were running to. No one seemed to talk about that. Her wings were dragging again. Dust swept up from the ground and formed clouds ahead of her. Ugh, Petra, come on, complained Eddie. Bonnie was right. I can't run with these things. Ugh! I'm sorry, Petra yelled behind her, not really meaning it it's not like she wanted to leave dust clouds everywhere that she went hack the older and weaker horses behind her were panting loudly they sounded like they were having more trouble than us- than they usually did the dust cloud was growing and growing so tall that she could no longer see any horses behind her then suddenly she heard a loud crash from behind her it sounded like a heavy body had crashed hard and fast onto the ground she could hear the sound of light hooves running up to the body. No one else noticed the noise. Petra kept looking behind her as she ran to see if she could he- get a better look. The clouds slowly receded, and to her terror, she saw that instead of there being four horses behind her, there were only three. The three horses looked terrified, as if death had been biting at their heels. Petra didn't know what to do. She couldn't stop. The herd would go on without her. "'Mom! Dad!' Petra yelled behind, ahead of her. "'Mom!' she yelled louder, despite her desperate to get her attention. "'Petra, what is it?' her mother asked, nearly out of breath from running. "'Something's happened to Fred. He isn't at the back of the herd anymore.' Ebony turned her neck and upper body backwards to see what Petra meant. Then she whispered something to Barton, and within minutes the whole herd had stopped. The herd stood silently, waiting for instruction from Duncan. That instruction <laughs> instruction came fast and furious from the head of the column. The large black horse stomped his way to the back of the herd and sternly turned to Barton. What is the meaning of this, Barton? You know the code. Horses at the back are not permitted to order a halt. Yes, I know, but this is an emergency. Something has happened to Fred. Duncan looked around at the horses gathered around Barton. What? Who's Fred? You stopped the herd for one horse? "'Duncan was furious. "'Duncan, sir, the wolves. "'Don't you say another word. "'If Fred was at the back of the herd, "'it was because he was old and decrepit. "'He died of natural causes. "'With that, Duncan ran to the top of the column "'and ordered the herd to stop for the night. "'Barton turned his attention to the traumatized horses "'that had been running with Fred. "'Petra looked at her father as he walked past her, "'confused by Duncan's response. "'How could Duncan shame her father like that?' And what about Fred? And that is the end of chapter seven. What do you guys think about Duncan? What do you think about Barton? I feel sad for poor Fred. I mean, wolves need to eat. And so I guess I'm happy that the wolves had something to eat. But at the same time, I feel sorry for the old horse. That's not a nice ending for a horsey. Oh goodness guys so much to do in fairyland today my little well little my 120 pound Newfoundland has a sore foot so I need to run to the fairy store and grab her some Epsom salts to soak in and treat her little foot not so little foot gigantic foot and what else I need to go and run some errands today and get some more furniture built by the local elves. My house is finally starting to settle in and look like a, a fairy home, but it's it's been a long couple of weeks and taken a lot of effort. Um, we've been here about a week and a half now here in Greenbelt, and we miss our friends back in Arcata, so hello to all of you back there in the Redwood Forest and the Emerald, triangle but um we are slowly starting to find our old friends here and settle in and eventually we'll start making some new friends as well and it's it's all happening it's just a slow process and a lot of work a lot of work all right well that's it for the day folks i hope that you enjoyed the story um if you are a listener of this podcast or if you spend time watching my youtube videos at tea fairy and friends story times and adventures on youtube and on facebook um, because i have a facebook page and a facebook group by that name that's tea fairy and friends story times and adventures um, you can become a supporter as well and it's really easy to become a supporter you can either go to anchor.fm and look for tea fairy story time and there's a built-in option there for um, becoming a supporter as well as the ability to voice message me about the podcast which is kind of cool I haven't received a voice message yet so if you feel like it go ahead and do that um, or if you want to become a supporter of just the, in general, whole Tea Fairy Storytime package with YouTube, Facebook, um, and the podcast, you can email me at storytime at gmail.com. That's T-E-A-F-A-I-R-Y-S-T-O-R-Y-T-I-M-E at gmail.com. And if you email me, I will set you up with the information on how to become a supporter via paypal or venmo um that's about it guys thank you for tuning in and listening and reading along with me reading with you and your children is a greatly appreciated privilege i i honestly feel super honored to be spending time with you and reading to you and sharing new authors work i am grateful to the authors for sending me their work and i am truly living my dream join me for the next story time either via podcast or virtual picture book story times um, which soon i will start again i have about 10 books backed up that i need to share with you via web video recording on youtube and facebook Mm -hmm. um Soon, I will hopefully be starting live story times here in the Washington, D.C. and metropolitan Maryland area. And um, for now, I just want to remind you all to read a book every day. You know how they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Well, a book a day. uh, What's a good phrase? A book a day keeps your brain awake. I don't know. I'm going to have to come up with a better one. <laughs> um, I'll be reading with you again tomorrow. We will read chapter 8. And um, again, the name of the book is Like a Spark by Lindsay Stanley. And we will see you tomorrow. Well, you won't see me, but we'll, we'll, we'll read together tomorrow. Bye!